we have over 60,000 thoughts a day that happen and we're only aware of about 10% of them. The role of our subconscious is to record every event from the moment we were conceived until we exit this earth. And it's constantly assigning how we feel in every single moment to the event. We are only consciously aware of 10% of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. The rest lie in our subconscious. My guest today is helping us tap into those subconscious thoughts and emotions. Dawna Campbell uses thought form energy healing to help people release blocked emotions and energy in their subconscious that is holding them back from living the life they desire. Her experience spans from a career in financial planning to living in an ashram and studying brainwave patterns and meditation to learning natural healing techniques from many other teachers. Her book, Financially Fit, draws from her knowledge and experience to bring together the worlds of money and energy. I'm very pleased to welcome Donna Campbell to the show. Hi Donna, thanks for coming on Mindset Mastery today. How are you going? Good, and thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here with you and everybody. I'm really excited to dive in and talk about the subconscious mind today. So to start with, can you just give me a bit of an overview of the work that you do with people? Absolutely. So what I do is I work a lot with individual clients, uncovering what is deeply hidden in their subconscious. And we have over 60,000 thoughts a day that happen, and we're only aware of about 10% of them. The role of our subconscious is to record every event from the moment we were conceived until we exit this earth. And it's constantly assigning how we feel in every single moment to the event. So then what happens is it gives us a coding or a pattern to follow to repeat patterns in our life. And then pretty soon we started out at you know, point A, we're at point B, and we're like, how did we get here? So through studying with a medicine woman and a yogic healer, I learned how to go in and change the vibrational frequency, those feelings that we have that got associated with the event, and properly align that so you can create the outcome that you want. And I am through that whole process, I earned the title of the mind whisperer, for that ability to go in to help you uncover those mind thoughts. That's fantastic. So before this, before the work you do now, you started out as a financial advisor. Can you tell me a little bit about that role and how you transitioned into the work you do now? Yes, I was a financial advisor and a managing principal of an investment firm. And what happened in that career was I traded my health for it. I could not digest food for two years. And after utilizing Western medicine, nobody was able to figure out what was wrong with me. So I started self-studying, self-healing, and I went to a naturopathic doctor who I say did some sort of Chinese medicine. I have no idea what she really did, but uncovered that I wasn't able to digest the food, which meant that there was something in my life I was unable to digest. And as I got healthier, what I wasn't able to digest was my marriage of 14 years, the anger and some of the personal situations that happened. 
So my marriage ended after that. And then I became financially devastated myself following all of the money rules. During that time, I realized I was the common factor. So I moved to a spiritual living community, which was an ashram, to start studying meditation and physics and brainwave patterns and energy and healing to see what it was or what I could change about myself to really create the life I wanted to live. And when I left, I made a promise to dedicate my life to doing this healing work. And today, after 11 years of an international practice, clients, they all ask for the same thing, better health, increased wealth, or enhanced relationships. They're the same three areas because we're all looking at a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. So I just took everything that I learned and then moved it forward. In the last couple of years, I wrote a book called Financially Fit, which is all of the subconscious feelings and programming that we have around money and how to heal your life with money using the same process. So I started blending together my financial world and the healing world. Mm, That's really awesome. Tell me about your study and your time in the ashram. One of the things that I started doing before I went to the ashram was meditation. Now I thought meditation was something that I did. So that meant that I would sit there for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes meditating, doing something, which I had no idea what I was doing. And I learned from a Zen Buddhist monk that meditation isn't something we do, it's something we become. And what he had us do was get up and walk in a circle for 20 minutes for a walking meditation. We had to be very mindful about where our feet were placed, which one was raised, which one was on the floor, how far we were in front of someone, how far, how much behind another person we were, and all of our surroundings. And when we got done, he sat us down and said, this is a metaphor for life. Meditation isn't something that you do. It is something that you become. So it doesn't matter if you are cleaning your house or if you're driving your car or if you're at the grocery store or you're at work, you are to be mm-hmm. in this state of beingness and that's what meditation is. So it's about becoming the meditation. And I moved to the ashram to fine tune that and really learn what it was to become meditation. What I discovered was it was a way to live in a certain brainwave pattern. Most of us live in a high beta brainwave pattern where stress, frustration, anger resides, pressure, worry. But when you live in a meditative state, you're in a pace of peace and balance and harmony and kindness. And that's our natural way of being. So that's one of the things that I teach and share with people is how to do that. And it's kind of like when we get ready to pray, you pray for something that you want to have Well, this is the process of becoming the prayer that you prayed and you become it. And that's what it is for me to become meditation and why I spent a year at the ashram fine tuning and learning how to do all of this to take it to the world. That is awesome. So we talk about the law of attraction and thinking on and meditating on what we want to attract into our life. But we spoke just before we started the episode about it being more attached to emotion than 
thoughts. So can you talk me through what that means and how we can kind of put that practice into our meditation or or our journaling or whatever it might be? So the law of attraction essentially says what you think becomes. So your thoughts become your reality. And then some people take it a step further and say, well, no, it's your belief. I go even further than that and say that it is the feeling or emotion because that is what gives the thought fuel to attract to you. So for example, we all drive cars and certain cars take certain kinds of fuel. Some take gasoline, some take diesel, some are hybrid cars, there's electric cars, there's hydrogen cars, hybrid, I mean, you name it, there's different types of fuel for cars. So if you put the wrong fuel in your car, your car isn't going to move forward. It's going to stay stuck. And that's exactly what happens when we want to create our reality and we have our thought. And if we don't have the right fuel to the thought, we stay stuck and say we want to create more income or have better health or we want to have that love relationship, but we get stuck. Why is that? The feeling and the emotion behind the thought is not in alignment with what you're asking for. And that's what I do is I help people realign that energy behind it. So their thought propels them forward consciously and brings them back what they want 100% of the time and as close to instantaneous as possible. So if we're stuck focusing or dwelling on negative emotions like fear, especially if we are experiencing some kind of financial hardship or relationship stress, is it more likely that we're going to attract more of those negative feelings and circumstances because that's what we're focusing on all the time? Right. And that's what we're focusing on consciously. There's still 90% in the subconscious Mm. hidden that you don't even know is leaving your energy field that's also stopping you. So to give you a quick example, I had a client come up. I was doing a demonstration in a live audience and he stepped forward and said, I want to create more. And I said, more what? And he goes, more income. He goes, we're really comfortable with where we're at now, but I want to have a little bit more because there's some things I want to do with it. So I asked him what they were. His reason why was his relationship with his family. He had two boys that were getting ready to finish high school. And there were some things they wanted to do as a family before they went off to college. So I asked him how he felt not having the more. And he goes, I am so frustrated. Well, that's the surface emotion. Digging down, there was other energies underneath the frustration. And I asked him where he felt it out in the body. And he goes, it's in my gut. So then I asked him, when was the first time he really felt that? And he said, oh my gosh, when my parents got divorced, he was nine, the more got divided up. Now each family was comfortable, but the extra was gone, resulting in frustration for him because his parents played tug of war with him because he was an only child. When we got done changing it, he wanted to feel a sense of accomplishment and pride and respects. So when we did the change of energy, he felt that in the moment. And when we revisited that childhood memory, he's like, oh, no, I'm happy. I'm riding my bicycle down the street. My parents still got divorced. 
which is true. The events don't change, but the energy behind it changes. He looked like he dropped 20 pounds in front of us, all energy weight, and the knot that he felt was completely gone. Now, his boys are graduating high school right now. Guess who got to do all the extra more stuff they wanted to do because they're going to be starting college in the fall. And all we did was a 10, 15 minute demonstration in front of the audience. So if you can imagine that, what it would be like for an hour session, then everything in the person's life can change. But he didn't know. He knew he had frustration consciously. He didn't know he had all of those other emotions underneath that were also stopping it. And when we went back to that original event, he had no idea that's what was where he got stuck that we needed to change. Wow. So when we, we look at the mind, I guess we can look at it like an iceberg and our conscious mind is that 10%. How do yeah. we start to tap into that 90% and actually fuel it, like you said, with those positive emotions? The very first step is to have awareness of how you feel in the moment. And if you do feel stress, worry, pressure, stop in the moment, take out a piece of paper and write down how you feel, because it will kind of give you an idea and a log of what that energy is that's stopping you from moving forward. And then on the next column, if you write in them, if you make two columns on the paper, write down how you would rather feel about it. And then you can sit in meditation or just focus on your breath. And what you would do then is every time you breathe in, we're breathing in oxygen. So these are the good things that the body needs. So when you breathe in, breathe in and think the words of those positive things you'd rather feel like happiness or joy or peace or abundance. And then when you breathe out, we breathe out CO2, which is the carbon dioxide and all the toxins that leave our body that are not beneficial for us. So then we would breathe out how we felt, stress, worry, depression, anxiety. So once you have your two columns, then you would know, and when you felt that stress or the worry, you would just stop yourself, breathe in, happiness and abundance, breathe out, stress and worry. And you would do that for two, three, four, five minutes. That's something that you can do on the conscious level that will help start shifting and changing that energy until you're ready to work with somebody like me that will help you do it in an instant. Mm, that's awesome. That's a really good exercise. Mm -hmm. So you talk about the idea that money is emotional. And I think we look at it as a physical transaction for services uh -huh. and products. But if you look at it as an emotional transaction, are you going to be able to attract more of that and more abundance into your life? It depends on the energy that you are in, in that moment and what is hidden in the subconscious because money by itself doesn't do anything until you apply a meaning to it. And when that happens, what comes next is how you are encoding it comes from your energy. So if you were in a state of sadness or depression or buying things to try and feel better, money isn't going to magnify in your life. But if you are 
happy and joyful and at peace and in balance, then that will magnify when you're using the money for those needs. This is what I discovered with my clients and why I wrote Financially Fit. Clients, when they were getting to the heart of their issue, they were saying things like, I want to know that I'm worthy or that I feel appreciated. I want to know that I was valued when I was little. And those are the same words we use in the financial world. Here is your net worth. Here's your portfolio value. Your assets appreciated or depreciated a certain amount. Well, the money supply on the outside, no matter what we did with the investments, played off of the energy of the person that was doing the investing. And if they didn't feel worthy on the inside, if they didn't think that they were enough, they never had enough money on the outside to come back to them. And once that was in alignment, whether it's whatever category you're looking at, it's a vibrational world, your money supply will shift and change also. So it comes from that state of beingness every single time. Mm, so the key really is coming from the emotion on the inside. Yeah. Yep. Let me share with you this quick story. A friend of mine and I went out to dinner and they told me they had a belief that if they ordered a steak, they had to order it medium in order for it to come medium rare to their table. And I thought that was really kind of interesting because I have a different perspective. And I said, why is that? And they told me, well, the chef is trained to undercook the meat. So if it's not right, they'll put it back on the grill, cook it a little bit longer, and then you will have your steak right. But if they overcook it, they have to start over again. You're going to wait twice as long. They have to give you a free steak, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I went, huh? My belief is if I ordered a steak, the chef went to chef school and should know how to cook it medium rare if I'm ordering it medium rare, right? So we decided to do a little test and they actually challenged me. So they ordered a steak medium, wanting it medium rare. And I ordered a steak medium rare, wanting it medium rare. How do you think those steaks came? The way that you believed that it would be. Exactly. They both came medium rare because it wasn't belief. It was the trust, the faith that we had in the belief that influenced the steak to return to us the way we wanted it. Because see, we, we live in a vibrational universe. It's fluid. And that's what Nikola Tesla meant when he said, If you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. So neither one of us were wrong in our belief, and we got exactly what we wanted because our feelings and emotions were in alignment with what we asked for. Wow. That's such a great story considering, you know, talking about something physical like cooking a steak. Yes. (laughs) This is really fascinating. How it works. Yeah. (laughs) Can we touch on that as well? The idea of the frequencies of our mind and Mm -hmm. just kind of an overview of what that really means and how that affects the way that we go about our life. Absolutely. There are five main brainwave patterns. The first one I mentioned a few minutes ago was the beta brainwave. This is our natural waking state. 
And when we are in a high beta brainwave, what happens is as we get into energy of stress, frustration, anger, resentment, anxiety, and depression, and it creates a chemical balance in the body. And then the body becomes addicted to those chemicals, creating the stress hormones that run. And that's why we get into uh, situations like adrenal fatigue or fight and flight. It's very stressful for different parts of the body. And then the body thrives off of it because that's what it's used to for a chemical balance. If we were to come out of that beta brainwave and lower it, you can be in a peaceful state and still be in an active waking state. I'm talking, you're listening. But if we go a level down, that brings us into an alpha brainwave. And the alpha brainwave is where we start daydreaming. So if you had a vacation coming up in the near future, you might be actively working, but also thinking about your vacation and what beach you might be on or what you might, you know, who you might need or, you know, what the flight might look like. And because our brains are really smart and they can be in different brainwave patterns simultaneously. If we were to take that down another layer, that's that meditative state. And that's where we go into a theta brainwave. When you're in a theta brainwave, you, it's like when you're waking up in the morning and you were asleep, but awake, but you knew you were dreaming, but you were awake, but you're asleep. It's that whole state of beingness. And that's what I mean by becoming meditation. You're in that state. Well, each of the different feeling frequencies change as they go down. So in a theta brainwave, you're in a mindful state, you're in a peaceful state, you're in balance, you're in harmony. It's extremely calm. That's very different than the anxiety, depression, stress, worry, frustration up here. And by shifting and changing those brainwave patterns, you can invoke different emotional responses in people to shift and change. And that's what I do as a mind whisperer is I come in in a different brainwave pattern and I start training your brain in this way through a shared energy field, which is what physics talks about. And when we do that, we often have in an immediate or spontaneous, instantaneous, what I call a healing when that happens, because we just trained your brain to be in a different chemical balance and it flushes through the whole body. If you were to rub an onion on the bottom of your foot in about two or three seconds, you would taste it in your mouth. That's how fast things move inside our body. So you can imagine that if we train your brain in this particular way, you have that immediate result instantaneously. And each of these feelings and emotions have a different frequency and their frequencies line up with how the brain works in the different brainwave patterns. Yeah. Wow. So what are the different emotions? You, you kind of talked about the emotions with the alpha, but what are the emotions with the five different frequencies? In the beta brainwave, if you're in the high enough, that's where the stress, the worry, the fear comes in at. In the alpha brainwave, it's very, very creative. It's very visual and you are creating. So it can go either in a fearful anger state, or it can go the other way of love, happiness, peace, and joy. In the theta brainwave, you're more in the happiness and love category. The other two brainwave patterns that I haven't mentioned, one is delta. This is our deep, deep, deep REM sleep where we have two or three hours a night. So there's not really a whole lot of thought 
in that or energy with it. And then the other one is the gamma brainwave. And in the gamma brainwave, the cycles in the brain run so incredibly fast. These are the stories that you hear that there was an accident and a woman lifted a car off and saved a family. Or when you feel like time stopped, maybe you're just kind of you're out on a date and you kiss the guy and you felt like time stopped for a few moments, that's a gamma brainwave. So that has a whole different set of energy that goes along with it as well. But there are five main emotions that all the feelings come from. And the first one is fear, anger, sadness, and then the last two are happiness, and love and all of the other feelings come from these five. So the bottom fear, that's when we're in a certain brainwave pattern, but when we're in the happiness and love, you can reach theta and gamma in those. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. There's so much, <laughs> so much. There's a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're sitting at home right now and we want to try and work on some exercises to move more into that positive emotion. Do you have an exercise that we could do on like a daily practice? Yes, there are many, many, many of them that I do. And I kind of rotate through them. The breathing one is one that I enjoy doing. Often I just think of two words, kindness and bitterness, and I breathe out bitterness and breathe in kindness mm -hmm. or whatever I felt from during the day. One of the other things that you can do is use your voice for mantra, because when you hear it, you're toning at the same time. And I have one that I like to use that goes with my chakras. So I start off the first day, five, 10 minutes at the base of my chakra, it's the root chakra. And I would hum or say the word that goes with it, which I believe is, they all rhyme, like hum, lum, sum, om. <laughs> and uh, bom is another one, rom. And so you would start with the first one, which I believe is lom, and you would just go lom. But pretty soon you're not using your mouth, you're just hearing and using the frequency of it. Because what happens is, is it clears out that particular chakra. And then the next day I would do the same thing for five or 10 minutes and I would move to the one for the sacral. And then I would go up to the solar plexus, which is rom, and then into the heart space and then the throat all the way up. And the top two are om and om. So they're very, very close. So I do those two usually together on the same day. And when you hear that, you're toning, you're bringing out the negative emotions and putting in the good positive frequencies because those sounds resonate to different, I want to say it resonates to the, the Fenonacci sequence, to the 369, and to what they call Soflego frequencies. And each of those frequencies have different things. You can also think of it in terms of numbers. 528 is the vibration of universal love, which is the creator of everything that created us. And so you can think of just sitting and sending, you know, the energy of 528, which is love energy and just ask for it. And I sit in that frequency. So there's a lot of different things that you can do on a daily basis for exercises. Definitely. Do you practice these different things every single day? Every day I do, but I don't necessarily do them all at the same time. So I might sit and do the one with the chakra in the morning, mid afternoon, I will stop and just sit. I use touch a lot. So I use these little touch heart stones 
and just use them to rub my fingers on to give myself a mental break. And I just focus on that. And then when I come back, my mind is clear to what it is that I'm working on. I often will use my vision for another one and to visualize what it is or to look and stare at an object just for a minute or two. Because anytime you can take any of your senses and direct it towards something, it clears all of the mind thoughts and mind chatter out. And then you come back, you get to focus, the energy is a little bit more directed, and then things just happen as if it's like magic. But if you really want to start focusing and using some of these techniques that I'm sharing on my website, there on donnacampbell.com, I have some different meditations that you can listen to that will take out lower energies. Like there's one on depression and anxiety. There's one on knowing that you are worthy of love and one on instantly creating. And there's five simple steps that you can follow to meditate and follow the guided meditation for those. If you don't wanna just sit and focus your energy in a particular way. And you can listen to those, they're completely free. And it's a way, they're all somewhere between five and 10 minutes designed to help you move forward in that area. That's awesome. And I will put that link down in the show notes for anyone listening who would like to go and check those out. Can you talk us a little bit through your book, your Financially Fit, and what are some of the strategies you talk about in there? Yes. The very first thing that I share in Financially Fit is, is that happiness for you is on the inside. And a lot of times we are using money on the outside to try and bring us happiness to feel it on the inside. And over time, money has taken over who we are as our divine essence. And so with money, what we are doing is we want to use it for our benefit, but we want to make sure and have that happiness on the inside first, because then we can direct and focus the energy of money afterwards. And so once we realize happiness is first on the inside, then from there, I talk a little bit about some of the secrets of living the secrets of an abundant and prosperous life. I share with you, you know, your net worth and how that works. And if you feel worthy, you're going to have a higher net worth. than if you don't, if you don't feel like you're enough, you're not going to have enough. I share what those self-sabotaging thoughts are and the energies and emotions that go with it that stop you from creating, as well as the prosperity doors that we use to open up our prosperity and the energy we need to be in to allow the things to come into our life how to create. And then at the end, as you go through the book, you're releasing things that are no longer serving you. And at the end, you are creating your financial affluence story. So it's a foundation to a process. And then from the book, you can go into the financially fit program and I can teach you how to do everything you just got done reading. That's awesome. So it's like a first stepping point before mm -hmm. people come and work with you. Absolutely. Awesome. So if someone is interested in coming to work with you, then what does that look like? The best way to get in touch with me is through the website, of course, DonnaCampbell.com. But what we can do is always schedule a complimentary 30-minute session where I uncover and help you 
where you currently are at and then devise the plan or the program and how many sessions it might be in a package for you and what we would do during each and every one of those sessions so you can unstuck yourself, unstuck yourself, is that the, the right <laughs> word to move forward to what it's going to take to realign that balance? Because every person's a little bit different. Everyone has their own unique experiences mm -hmm. and everyone has different challenges in different categories. So I like doing that complimentary call just to give them the idea and the understanding of what it would take to make all of those shifts and changes for them. That's awesome. Donna, I have one final question for you. And that is, what is your biggest message that you want to get out into the world? Oh, my goodness. Ending on I'm a big gonna, one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to share with you my personal mantra that was given to me when I was going through all of my life changes and transitions with my health, my own financial devastation there and my relationship. And I said this often, but it was trust and you will see, believe, and you will know, have faith, all is well, follow your heart, and spirit will lead you. I love that. That is fantastic. Donna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been awesome to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been amazing. If you'd like to connect with Donna or grab a copy of her book for yourself, head to the show notes below. Thanks again for lending me your ears and your time to be part of the Mindset Mastery community. And I think you know what I'm going to say next. We are only limited by what we believe we are limited. <laughs>